Hi, and welcome to the Self Carved Podcast. My name is Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here to bring you the most amazing, mind blowing self love content. I am a self love coach. I help women just like you heal their trauma and love themselves so they can step into their full power and create the life of their dreams. I really hope you will love it here. I'll be showing up every week bringing you self-love content to aid your journey. You matter. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of Self Carved. So happy to be here like always. I hope you're having the most amazing day. And today we're going to be talking about neglect. Specifically, emotional neglect that started in your childhood. And actually, I did a masterclass yesterday about it. We went on for about 75 minutes in my group, also self-carved on Facebook. So if you're not already in self-carved on Facebook, that's where you want to hang out. That's where I'm doing my long masterclasses. Sometimes I upload them here to the podcast, but this one will not be uploaded. So to watch the replay, you would have to go to the group. Okay. But there is something that I want to share with you today when it comes to neglect. And that is the cycle, the cycle of neglect, what it looks like in a child's life, what it starts looking like when the child becomes a teenager, and then what it turns into when this teenager becomes an adult. There is a specific cycle that starts in childhood. And then that cycle continues and eventually changes a little bit in, uh, in a teenager. And the same thing happens then when this person becomes an adult. So maybe you didn't even know. You don't may, maybe you don't even know what neglect is. But neglect is basically when you don't get your needs met when there's something that you're needing something that you're craving something that is important to you and that's being dismissed in some type of way and most people know of physical neglect when you don't have shelter or you don't have food or you don't have you don't have something physical you you may not have clothing right but not enough people know about emotional neglect And that is when you need emotional support, when you need validation, when you need the comfort, when you need someone to love you and tell you that everything is going to be okay in a way that works for you, especially when you're a child, you need this the most because this is when you're learning, you're learning about yourself, you're learning about life, right? This is when your self-worth is being built, your confidence, your self-esteem. So if this is not happening in the early years, especially between the age of zero to eight, when we're subconsciously driven, right? We haven't developed our conscious mind yet. So we're curious, we're learning about the world, we're looking to our parents or our guardians for information, for cues, for validation, to validate who we are, right? And how we should perceive the world. So what happens is, and before I talk about the cycle, I wanna mention quick that The biggest difference, because you may ask, so what is the difference between emotional abuse and emotional neglect? 
And the biggest difference is that emotional abuse is often, it's, it's, it's intentional, right? So this, this parent or this guardian is intentionally harming the child. For example, through gaslighting, manipulation, um, controlling behaviors, uh, verbal abuse, which could be name calling or gossiping, it can also be bullying. So the parent is doing this and the parent is aware of what he or she is doing. Now we can say, well, how aware is this parent if he or she didn't heal from their childhood? And that is true because he or she is just repeating the cycle that happened in his or her childhood and now is just starting all over again and this parent is not even conscious about it. But this parent is doing this and it's aware that it's doing something whether or not he or she knows it's helpful, right? But when it comes to emotional neglect, it could be that the parent is very caring and has the best of intentions and doesn't know that he or she is neglecting the child. So if the child is coming up to the parent and saying, mommy or daddy, I am, my feelings are really hurt and I'm so sad. And the child is just looking for the validation and the love from the parents. What happens is in emotional neglect situations is that the parent will brush the child off and say, oh, it's not a big deal, right? And it's not the parent that the parent is meaning any harm, right? So if there would be an emotionally abusive situation, the parent would say, oh, you, you're, you suck, or how can you even think that, or you're stupid, right? So there would be something added to it. But in the emotional neglect situation, it's kind of just brushed off. But the important distinction, and this is what I talked about in the masterclass yesterday too, is that even though, even though they're a little different, they're not ranked under the same category, they can cause the same amount of pain, pain in the child, and it can generate such, a, such strong trauma that it influences the direction and the purpose of this child's life forever. And this is why I continue to say that trauma is not about what happens to us, it's about what, it hap what happens inside of us, what it does to our inner world, okay? So the cycle that I wanna talk about is something happens, this is where we're starting, you know, the first point on the cycle, something happens, for example, the, the child is sad. The child runs to mommy and daddy. The child is looking for validation, is looking for support, is looking for something that will help the child process his or her emotions. And this is something we were not really taught as kids because we, we were just taught to wipe our tears and grow up, right? It, it's fine. And so when the child doesn't get the emotional support the child needs, the child gets confused. So now we're on stage two of the cycle. We can look at it as different stages in the cycle. Okay, so the child, first of all, the child is sad. Number two, the child goes to the parents or the guardians, doesn't get what he or she needs. Then the child says to herself or himself, what is, what is she or he asks, the, the, this child asks himself or herself, what does this mean, right? And it hurts. And the child goes to bed and is still sad and is still confused. And that's it, right? The cycle is completed. 
And then it happens again. The child still has some hope. So the child is hurt. The child runs to the parents or the guardians. The child doesn't get what he or she needs. And then the child starts developing a story now that this means that my feelings don't matter, right? So this is where the child is at. This means that my feelings don't matter. And the more frequent this um, cycle becomes, the more stories are added in the child's mind, right? The child starts saying, well, that means I'm not good enough. My parents don't care about me. I should never speak my mind. I should never express how I feel, right? And now the child is stuffing all these emotions inside of his or her body. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, you can think of it as three main points inside of the cycle. But when this child becomes a teenager, what often happens is that there have been so many suppressed emotions in this child's body that eventually, instead of just, he or she can't suck it up anymore. Now this child starts to either express himself or herself loudly, or this child is the shy kid or this child is a shy kid, a very shy, shy kid. And this child usually becomes the bully or the person being bullied, right? So now there is a new point added to the cycle. The child tells his parents, doesn't get the validation, saying something is wrong with him or her and it's not safe to express his or her feelings. And then there is another point added to the cycle and that is extreme expression, like loud expression, being the loudest kid in school or the kid that never says anything. And the longer that this, that this is occurring, what starts happening is that the, that the first two steps, the first two points of the cycle, they get removed. So what happens instead is the child is experiencing, the, the teenager now is experiencing something very emotional he or she tells himself or herself that this doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i feel so i'm just gonna cope with it however i can and then he or she starts drinking partying smoking self-harming hurting other people or he or she gets to the point where they feel like it's not worth it anymore. Life is not worth it anymore. Why should I be here? My existence doesn't matter anymore. When I express how I feel, it's neglected. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. And I feel like a burden. So maybe it's better if I disappear, right? And this is what happens. And this is why many times people are not aware of why someone is so depressed because they haven't understood they don't understand and they haven't been a part of this journey where the cycle continues to repeat and change and form and it gets to the point where it's just like okay well i feel sad it doesn't matter and then i cope and then eventually it gets really frustrating and then the teenager wants to run away from home doesn't want to be reminded by the trauma by the uh, doesn't want anything to do with that and wants to become independent because the teenager thinks that once she or once she or he is on their own that things are going to be different but they're not so different 
Now it's just more distractions, right? So now the teenager <laughs> might be old enough to go to college. Now it's a lot of drinking, partying on a different level. It's hard to concentrate in school because this is what trauma does. It makes it very difficult to concentrate. Now this person is acknowledging that she's suffering from anxiety, depression, PTSD, whatever you may have, and may start developing different types of addictions that follow into adulthood. And now when this person is basically an adult, the cycle is almost gone. And it's just like, okay, I exist. When, when feelings and emotions come up, yeah, I already know what to do. I suppress them and then I cope and I distract myself. And it's basically, it's basically a life of survival because even though this person has decided that I'm not going to ask for anything from anyone, I'm not going to open up my heart. I'm not going to connect. I'm not going to seek intimacy. I'm not going to seek validation like true intimate relationships this doesn't make <laughs> this doesn't make your your autonomic nervous system stop seeking safety for you what this means is that you're still going to continue to crave connection and intimacy and deep intimate deep strong intimate vulnerable relationships with other people but because you remember how it felt when you were a child you're going to avoid it right so then then you're trapped you don't know what to do and you don't even believe you're worthy of getting help you don't want to go to coaching you don't want to go to therapy because you don't think it will work for you you don't think that someone will want to help you you don't think that someone will want to listen to you you don't think that anybody has the capacity to help you get to the point where you can actually feel better because you've been going through this your whole life right but it can get better <laughs> and it will get better when we get to the root of what is it that started the initial cycle and i hope it made sense because i just i kind of came up with it on the fly it just came to me so it might not even be a cycle you can look at it as different stages however you want to look at it but i want to make it really simple to you we feel something then we express it and then we create a story and then that story plus how we feel is usually driving a behavior, right? You feel angry, you either yell, you punch someone, you decide to suppress it and cry and then go to sleep. So we all have different ways we handle our emotions, but because we were not taught how to deal with our emotions as children and because our parents didn't have the emotional intelligence themselves because they had not healed from their trauma. They had not learned the skills. They did not know how to teach us. And this is why people today in relationships are two little kids. And when they argue, they never really argue about the topic at hand. They always argue about, <laughs> what do they argue about? They start arguing about everything else. And this everything else are the things that trigger them. And these things that trigger them, those are the areas that really need to be looked at, exposed, because when we expose shame, when we expose guilt, when we expose fears, when we bring it to the surface and stop suppressing them, that's when we can bring light to it and heal it. And it's a very, very beautiful thing. 
So if you want to learn more about this topic in more depth, make sure you jump on over to Self Carve. But if you want guidance with your healing journey, my Healing Academy is coming up on the 24th of January. And I'm so, so happy to teach another round of it. It's my deepest, most intense trauma healing program that will help you get to the bottom of how you truly feel so you can heal. So you can heal the layers that are controlling you, that are keeping you captive, that are not letting you, that are making you think that it's not safe to express yourself, to go after your dreams, to be intimate with your partner, to have the next level relationship with your children, right? Because it is when we're keeping things hidden, when we believe we're not worthy, when we believe we are, we are our feelings, when we believe we are these thoughts, when we believe that we are these perceptions and these things that we identify with, we rob ourselves from the opportunity to actually heal and get to the bottom of who we are. Like, who are we beneath all this pain? And that's what we're gonna be exploring in Healing Academy, and I'm so excited. We're gonna be doing different meditations, breath work, we're gonna do different movements. I'm gonna help you map out your entire nervous system. It's gonna be really, really powerful. You're gonna have a chance to reparent your inner child. And all the teachings are gonna be brand new. So even if you took the program before, it's going to be different. So I just wanted to share with share that with you. If you wanted to join, you can just shoot me a message on social media. It's Ivana Ritchie everywhere, you already know. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast at a future, future date, a future time, all you have to do is message me and ask when the next round is coming up. Okay, well, I hope you've been enjoying the self-carve podcast so far. If you have, please leave me a review and rate it and let me know if there are any specific topics that you've been wanting me to cover. And please take a screenshot and share on your Instagram if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this episode and make sure to tag me so I can um, reshare it on my page. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.